Hi, I'm Denise Vivaldo. And I'm Diane Worthington. And today you're listening to Women Beyond a Certain Age. We all are thinking about the holidays. You can't get away from it because every store has decorations. Your family's already starting to say, what are we doing for Thanksgiving? And what they're really saying is, what time do we come to your house? Exactly. (laughs) Because if you've started with the holidays, if you're the turkey maker or the home that has the biggest living room, chances are you're planning for the holidays. Now, what I want to say today and what Diane and I've talked about and what Diane wants to share with you, because we've both written books on entertaining. And don't you, Diane, I think this, and we've both been caterers and we've both taught cooking classes. I learned most of my tricks of being really a better entertaining diva by getting paid for it and working because you learn to do the best job you can. Exactly. And you it's also that you're you're in a time sensitive experience. So you have to get everything done in a certain way, which begins to teach you how to become organized and anticipatory on how you're gonna approach entertaining and the holidays. Now, I like to enjoy the holidays, and this is what I've said to Diane. I have, I almost always do Thanksgiving. My party goes from 2 to 20. But my husband's birthday is two days later. So I spend three or four days in a row cooking, cleaning, schlepping, doing all of it. Okay? Now, I will say this. On the fifth day, the restaurant is closed. (laughs) But what I said to Diane is we should talk about, because we really do, the two of us, we got a lot of tricks. Yep. Okay. Up our sleeves. It's like I can't wait to share all of them with you. I know this. What I start with as I'm looking ahead is the menu and what plays into the menu. Of course, how many guests you're going to serve, you know, who you're expecting. But I said to Diane, all I know for my family I have to serve a certain amount of traditions. Yeah, they, they, everybody, you know, everybody, that's why Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving. They, they yearn, we all yearn for that feeling of connection through what we ate, whether it's the, the, the dishes that you're using, whether it's that special recipe for the sweet potatoes, whatever. It's about the, the traditions. However, Denise. Yes. Well. Tell me about, I happen to know. Yes. That you, you you have made a world-famous pâté. You used to sell the pâté. I did. And then, but I, what I love about it, Diane, is that, and it's been in one of your cookbooks, but your friends, your pâté has become one of their traditions. Even Miss Cindy, one of her friends, your pâté has become a tradition. Is that That's, great? I know, it it's makes so me darling. Happy. Yeah, it of makes course, me happy. it's darling. Well, it's when darling. I... I... So I created this pate for my very first book, The Cuisine of California. I've changed it, and I have another uh, reinterpretation of it. That, by the way, I'm going to give uh, have we'll have it up on our Facebook page and our Instagram. Remember, it's women beyond a certain age. We're going to have a number of links on there for you to help you get through the holiday madness of Thanksgiving and other holidays coming up. Um, but I will tell you that uh, this pate, what makes it so good is that it has apples or pears and toasted pistachios mm. and <laughs> spicy sausage and chicken livers and cream cheese. Sounds All I can divine. tell you is 
I sold it for years all over the city of Los Angeles to restaurants who would say it was their pate. But now it's a tradition. And I bet you all have some traditions that you perhaps would want to share with us. Specifically, what is a transition, a transition, tradition that is really important in your family? I, I would love to hear that. And I know Denise would too. I think you said transition because sometimes we're trying to transition our traditions. traditions. I think you're right. Families, you know what I think, and this is, uh, if you listen to our last podcast, or we had a great one about stress-free entertaining. I think the stress for all these holidays is the family. You know, you know how to cook a turkey, or if you don't, you can buy a chicken, for goodness sakes. Or you can pick up a cooked turkey. Thank you. Which is everywhere now. Thank they you. They can't wait to do it for you. But we all, and we were talking about them the last time, perfection and expectations. Now for me, of course I did so many parties professionally, the longer I've gotten to it, I think the most important thing I found out, Diane, was that people, you do have to know how to cook a turkey. The rest we can fake kind of around Thanksgiving if you need to, and certainly you could buy a lovely pie. Yes. But you and I both, this is what I thought was so funny as we were preparing for this, you and I have pages in our books on how to cook a turkey. It's funny, I know. So many different ways. Exactly. So tell me, I know what your favorite way is now, but I know it was also an evolution. Well, (laughs) the evolution came out of one, I think I might have mentioned this in a prior podcast, when I made my very first turkey and thought I was so fabulous. I knew everything. And I'll never forget my mother's face when she bit into the sawdust of the of the uh, turkey breast and everybody at the table and I again I didn't have enough gravy that you know you'd need enough gravy for uh, the army to make this palatable and I said I promise you next year I'm going to figure this out because I never made a turkey because mom had always made the turkey that's right anyway so then I went on to do the classic I always do a 16 pound bird I always marinate it with the with a wonderful marinade of balsamic and soy sauce and seasoning mm. salt and under the skin and then I roast it and I've got all my time for however long it is and it really works but I think it's very funny because I always get calls from all over the country from friends saying why is my turkey this year not cooked when it was cooked at the same amount of time last year or it's overcooked I'll never be able to understand that Denise it's something in the in the ionosphere of weirdness in cooking so that was a whole turkey I did then I had to make a deep fried turkey. Yeah, I have to say, it's tasty. It's tasty, but I really don't want to go buy thirty gallons 32 of oil. Thirty-two. Yeah, I did quarts that. Of oil. I, Thirty-two <laughs> quarts of oil. I mean, you could you could um, pay for someone to cater your yes. dinner for the thirty-two quarts of yes. oil. It was divine. It was divine, and it took like about. 45 minutes to cook a 16-pound turkey. if you didn't burn down your garage, it was a total success. <laughs> right. Well, I got one that was made by, I want to say, I don't know who, they, they, uh, Oster, somebody like that. I did it outside. It was very easy to do. You, it wasn't one of those ones where the fire is underneath oh, and nice. that'll do. I would say, you probably want to go to someone else's house if they're making that. <laughs> you just don't need that aggravation. But my latest and greatest, and I've been doing it a lot with chicken, it's called spatchcock or butterfly. But spatchcock actually means 
It's from Britain, and it means that you cut the backbone out and it's flattened, but it also means that you're going to grill the bird. Mm. So FYI, spatchcock means and grilling, flattening it and butterflying it. I like to just call it a butterflied turkey, and you butterfly it, and what I do is I dry brine it. Mm. You say, what's dry brine? It's not wet. Hello. What you do is you use, uh, I use my Seriously Simple Seasoning Salt, and we'll put that up for you as well on Facebook. And I use this my salt and everything, but I dry brine it, and that means I rub the salt all over the turkey and under the skin of the breast, and I turn it for three days in the fridge. Wow. And what happens is the dry brining makes it so moist. Do not buy a kosher turkey if you're going to do this because it's already got salt in it that's a really Mm. important tip to remember so i'm saying to you that i love it if you have to have a perfectly looking turkey to deliver to the table don't do it because it's a flattened bird but you can't believe how easy it is to carve and cook it takes a half half the time of a regular turkey well see i think we're sold that through magazines Yes. If you roast your beautiful turkey and then you bring it to the table, unless you really have someone that knows how to carve a turkey, it's not, it's a nightmare to carve it at the table. In chef school, the first time I ever, we cooked turkeys and the chef showed us how to take that breast right off the bone and then slice it that way. And it was moist and beautiful. Exactly. You got uniform pieces. Of course it's easier for you to slice your spatchcock turkey. It's it's so easy. Because otherwise you're trying to carve a greasy hot football. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's really tough. I just did a demonstration at vintage market in pacific palisades california on thanksgiving dishes and how to butterfly your turkey and dry brine it and i'm telling you when they brought the whole they had a whole turkey there too it really that's a perfect description it's a greasy football my mother fed us stuffing that she'd cooked in the cavity of the bird. All right, now, our now you're going to die from it. And now we're all going <laughs> to die if we eat that. But then I will say this before her time, before the. My mother started taking the stuffing out of the bird, putting it in a casserole dish, the Pyrex casserole dish. Yeah. Because she says, my turkey cooks quicker. Well, of yes. course it does, because right. you didn't have this big ball of cold stuffing in the center. Right. One of the things, Diane, when you said that people call, isn't that funny? Uh, one year I manned a turkey t- hotline on Fox in the morning. And when people said things like, oh, my turkey's so frozen, they said, how long will it take to cook? I said, till Friday. Do you know, <laughs> or I, they'd say, how long, when should I serve this? I'd say Saturday afternoon. Because when you're saying different times, the turkey, if it's still frozen, that's when people deep fry them. That's when they have the explosions. Exactly. People put a frozen turkey oh in hot oil oh and it God. explodes. Okay. Very scary to think about. So we kind of need to think about thawing our turkey out if or you're how buying about, a frozen yeah. turkey. But let's face it, getting a fresh turkey that, is better. Well, yes, but the only reason, Diane, is not everybody, and I've said this before. Yeah, have access to every, it. Have access, or is it considerably more to buy a fresh turkey? Some years. Not always. You know, yeah, it's it just interesting. Depends. It changes it changes. Year year. Yeah. But I know, I try to buy an organic turkey because mm-hmm. I love the gravy better. When right. I make my gravy then, I get better gravy. When I learned to cook turkeys, really cook turkeys, 
I was working in, and I wrote a Huffington Post about this, and we put it back on my blog every year, Denise Vivaldo blogs, because people call me three or four days. Start. It started already. Where is that? I have to read that article. It's the greatest. You've got to share this with everybody. Well, bottom line is, I worked for one of the richest men in, in Malibu, and he was different or as my <laughs> my mother would use the word different instead of peculiar <laughs> but the bottom line was he used to all of a sudden on see I was he was private chef and his assistant would call me at 10 o'clock every morning and say what he wanted for dinner and then I would go off to it was Mrs. Gucci's in those days and right. now it's Whole Foods to buy dinner and get to his house cook it the maids cleaned it up and then I would go home well he started, he'd start saying on Monday, I'd love a whole turkey dinner. And I'd think to myself, what are you talking about, buddy? There's no turkeys. You know, it's July. And uh, no, we can't get it. <laughs> so I learned, though. So the Whole Foods, or Mrs. Gooch's in those days, used to have a few unfrozen turkeys. And they'd have them in the back. And then at least I had this turkey to cook. Well, by the time I drove to Malibu and you've got, you know, the turkey weighs 14 pounds and stuff, <laughs> it was taking a while to get dinner on the table. I did make the trimmings to go with it. So one day I just decided that if I cut the turkey up, just like a chicken, in eight pieces, I could cook it really quickly. And that's what I did. I roasted the turkey and I've done it. And what I usually do is I put stuffing in the bottom of a big roasting pan not real wet stuffing because you almost can put dry stuffing because all the juices. fat from the turkey yeah. and the juices is going to go into your stuffing. But it's delicious. And then I lay the eight pieces of the turkey that I've had the butcher cut up for me. Oh, my God. It's brilliant. And put it on there. Well, I can cook a 14-pound turkey in about an hour and 15 minutes. It's okay. just unbelievable and then story. The, At 425? Gets, pardon me? At 425. Yes. Yeah. Or, but, and Diane, it gets golden brown. I still baste the turkey a little bit with a little butter and olive yeah. oil, salt and pepper, like you just would anyway. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you something. Those turkey pieces are gorgeous and golden brown. And of course, if for some reason, you can always take the two breast pieces out. Right, exactly. And put they those get under a piece of aluminum slowly. foil, and then you've got a juicy the dark meat. Yeah. Well, what's so great is because that's always the problem. That is the, the problem. With cooking a whole turkey because you, you know, it, it, the breast is a problem because it gets dried out and before the rest of the dark meat is done. Often. And it also means you can put those pretty roasted pieces of turkey, slice them a little bit, but you can put them on a platter. It looks beautiful. Exactly. It looks beautiful. Nobody's missing the whole bird. You know, but... <laughs> I think that these are like... When you look in a magazine from the 50s, that's what yes. you expect. You picture the, you know, the, the mother coming out with her apron and the gorgeous platter with the turkey. I mean, times have changed, let's face it. But, but really, Denise, that was just, it's just such a brilliant thing to know. And I think for anybody who just loves the Thanksgiving meal, to know Denise's trick... <laughs> That you could do this anytime you feel like it. Well, and the same with, you know, the other thing is, Diane, we're so spoiled. We're spoiled. Some people don't like it. Some people like more weather. But in California, <laughs> to be able to roast it, a bird or spatchcock it and grill it, we've right. adapted to our environment. Yeah. That's what it really comes down to. Now, answer me this. Give me a, I need to know about how you make gravy. I'm going to tell you in one second, but I okay. also want to remind everybody to... Make sure that they have a good carving knife. Good idea. Because it has to be very well sharpened. 
and you and know long. the fork and long, and it's really worth investing in having one if you don't, because it it just cuts the turkey and particularly when you're cutting the breast meat, it's really worth it having it. You know, Dan, having when it you sharpened. Saying that if you don't cook, and and you know it's your first year at doing yeah. something, you might want to go and we're going to talk about it like setting your table, but you can get a a decent one for ten, twelve, fourteen dollars at a Bed Bath and Beyond. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be a, a sterling, decent what decent carving set. Oh, because no one ever has a decent knife in their house, even when it's Thanksgiving Day. I know. I know. So this is just a tip. A good you, point. You don't want to not have something to cut your turkey. And it has to be long. A, yeah, it has to be long. And I think that's great because you probably can get something like that at Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah, not. not bad at all. Not all ex- right, back to the matter at hand, which is gravy. gravy. So I'm a bit of a nutcase about my gravy. On um, The day after Halloween, I start making my stock. Now, not all of you are going to want to make your stock, but I happen to think that if you have a really rich turkey stock, it's worthwhile. There's different things you can do. Denise, you can mention the Glasta Beyond. What is it called? Let's talk about that for a minute. Well, Diane does make her own stock, and it's fantastic, and she puts it in the freezer. She'll tell you about it. It's divine. I am not as devoted (laughs) to, to my gravy as Diane is. Um, but I have ADD, and so <laughs> I blame everything on that. That's a good but one. But I'm going to tell you something. There are several out there. You have to look. This one is called More Than Gourmet. You need a little bit of gloss, which is stock that has been reduced, reduced until it looks like jelly. Now, if you've never seen that in stores, ask them for it. They come in small containers. It's not inexpensive, but we can get, I think they're one or one and a half ounce will do you for an entire dinner. Do you know what I mean? One and a half. And I know that Cindy buys them off Amazon. You can get assortments, but what you're really looking for is the reduction. It's the jelly. You can boost any stock that you've got with that. So sometimes if I'm just using plain old boxed stock right do you know what i mean yeah you and, boost the flavor with and, that and then i got some nice drippings from my turkey i can then boost it up with a little bit of a, a gloss okay but i'm talking about something different i'm what? talking about that you can literally buy turkey stock gla- uh, glass uh, oh sure from this manufacturer that's online okay I believe, or at a gourmet market it's now, called gla- you, yes, what's the name of it again you just this mentioned. one is more than gourmet. More than gourmet. So look for that if you're not into making your own stock. That's right. Number one. So now I'm going to tell you what I do, and then Denise will tell you what she does. So three day, two days before I make my roux, which is uh, melted butter and then flour. And, you know, I've been back and forth about this Wondra thing that people say you should yes, be using yes. Wondra. Yes. I don't love it as much as other people do. So I use all-purpose flour. Okay. And the key is to cook it slowly until it gets dark brown. Not burnt, but dark brown, because that's going to help you with the color of your gravy. Once it's um, to the color that you want, then you're going to pour in your turkey stock, which should be heated, and because it'll um, blend well with the root. And you just cook this, cook it for 15 minutes or whatever, until it gets to the correct consistency that you want. And I do this a couple days ahead. It's like the bef- before you're going to add the drippings and everything else because it is makes it so easy. You're making your base. That's right. I guess Excellent. I would call it my base. And then day of when you've got the juices and the fat and everything, I use a um, fat separator 
and I pour all the juice from the bottom of the uh, where the turkey was roasting, not the fat, just the juice, into this and boil it down, and you've got just a Delicious. spectacular gravy. And sometimes I'll put in chopped um, uh, chestnuts, nice, or uh, sautéed mushrooms, or roasted garlic, nice. And so that's what I do. So I hope that's helpful to you when you think about doing some of it ahead of time. How, where do you get the turkey necks for for your stock? Do you go to a I poultry place? I order them place? from the butcher, oh, and they're waiting. From... They're just waiting Got for it. me. I get the backs and the necks. Good to know. And I just throw them in the oven at 425 for, I don't know how long, 45 minutes, an hour, hour and a half, turning them so they get really brown. Because when you're making your stock, you'll see that, that is the, that's how where the flavor comes from and the color. Okay. I, that was one of my very first jobs when I worked on the cruise ship, was making stock. And I realized that if you roasted any of the bones, you know, whether it was chicken stock, turkey stock, or beef, right. you got a better color and a better flavor, even though most of the time people didn't do that. Now, Cindy and I eat almost a store-bought roasted chicken every single week for lunch. Right. Sometimes we're busy, we're tired, we've cooked a lot already, we're testing recipes. We do not want to do our, you know, we want something easy. Well, we take the roasted cart, the chicken's got the carcasses, and I throw those in the freezer. Cindy's the one that made me start doing it because yeah. she started doing it. Brilliant. We take all it. those carcasses. They still have a little meat on them. They were yep. roasted. They were seasoned. You make some stock with those, and I'm going to tell you. And the gelatin still comes out of the it's delicious out of the bones. It's yeah. pretty good. So that's a good tip. I we're we're saying the same thing, Diane. You're just trying to get as much flavor right as you can so that it tastes good. I will also say this. With an organic bird, I get such beautiful drippings that my whole gravy turns out better. Mm-hmm. But once in a while when I'm tasting something and it doesn't taste all that great, that's when I use, I boost it up with some gloss. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's when I put a tablespoon or two in there because it gives it some boost. I also add, yes, not a styling tip, my grandmother's tip. <laughs> I add a little kitchen bouquet <laughs> to my gravy because I want it to be a darker color. Yeah, than... and that's one of the and one that's of what the kitchen bouquet was really tips. for, right? That's exactly. what it was really for. So I think that's hysterical, but it I think it makes it, works. it yes, it works. Also, I've added cognac to the gravy. Oh, and, yes. and I'm telling you that is yummy. Oh, that sounds delicious. And by the way, as just an aside, if you decide to butterfly your turkey. I will have it up on the board, uh, up on our uh, Facebook page, a link. Do not throw away the back and whatever else you're taking away when you butterfly. Put that in the freezer like what Denise does with the roasted chickens. And then you get a whole bunch of that together and make the stock of your dreams. So we've talked about turkeys a lot (laughs) because the turkey is the centerpiece of Thanksgiving. We forgot to talk about what kind of turkey. Well, that's a good point. Now, I'm just going to say this. I actually bought one of the world's most expensive turkeys one year at Whole Foods. Heritage bird? It was a heritage bird. I mean, it was organic. It was heritage. It yeah. had a passport. Right. It, you know, right, exactly. It had a resume. And I believe that, I think it was probably 16 or 18 pounds. Right. And I think that turkey cost me $100. It did. Now, I guarantee but it. But I need to tell you something. It was divine. Yeah, okay? but you know what? Heritage and, birds have very, uh, they, they don't have big breasts. No. So you get very little white meat on right. it. Right. Sometimes I have 
what we call a protein fiesta for Thanksgiving. I make <laughs> a turkey. <laughs> I make a prime rib I, or a tenderloin of beef, a ham, and... What? Yes, I put them all out. They all get the same sides, but I'll put out four or five different types of meats. Protein fiesta. Yes. Love it. Now it. I think it's called keto today, but that's... <laughs> And I've done that at Easter, too, in case people don't like turkey. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah. I have a ham. I have filet mignon. But I, I've done that a couple of times. But yeah. that turkey was exceptional. Now, here's the big question. Yeah. Diane and I talked about this at yeah. length. When guests say to you, let me bring something, what do you tell your guests? Me? Yeah. Vino yes. or a specific, let's say you want a side dish. You don't feel like making your sweet potatoes this year and they want to bring a side dish. It's going to be the one that you say that you need. In other words, no your generic. specific. Exactly. <laughs> no generic desserts or sides. It is sweet potatoes, uh, uh, casserole. It is a pecan pie, a pumpkin pie, a, what, an apple, whatever. The point is, you don't want duplications, and you want it all to go together. Or, you know, a bottle of wine is always lovely. But I will tell you this. Do not bring flowers. And people have done this. Oh, uh, Me too. I know. You're sitting there with the turkey and the, you know, the five sides, and you got a lot on your mind. And somebody comes in with the gorgeous things of flowers, and it's the last thing you want. Didn't they realize that you were setting the table with beautiful flowers and that the house would be with flowers? You don't want flowers. I, you're absolutely correct. And I have friends that bring me these exotic flowers oh, that God. look like they're from the desert and or like dinosaur <laughs> flowers. And they're beautiful, but I don't, it's so not me. Yeah. And I'm not being ungrateful. I'm yeah. just saying, and they're not Thanksgiving. No, not so, Panda too. No. You and I have talked about this. <laughs> I will set my table a week before Thanksgiving. Now I put all the glasses, you know, down, the right. mouth down. Right. And then turn them over. But I want, if the tablecloth should be slightly wrinkled, I put it in the dryer and with Febreze and then I lay it on the table. Yeah. But then I set my entire table with a centerpiece that I've designed. Yep. Which is usually not fresh flowers. It's some mini pumpkins. It's something fun. It's something that my mother might have had. Do you know what I mean? That I've worked in yes. a pretty piece of silver or something that I don't normally use or candlesticks. And with acorns or, you know, different things, some fall leaves. Yes. So I've planned all that out because I want to do a week in advance buffet if it's going to be a buffet or just even the platters that I'm going to put all my finished food on they are out and they are in a stack with post-its on it and it's with says, the serving piece that goes with exactly. the platter or the bowl that is key nothing like I think you just told me you were serving 200 people with uh, rice with a teaspoon because yes. they didn't have a tablespoon that, that's what a I serving learned spoon. so that's you want to make sure you got that stuff and Two reasons. One, you don't want to go, oh, yeah, yeah, where's the thing I needed that I don't have? And secondarily, you want to know it's all done. So all you have to do is, oh, look at that post-it. I'm putting this mashed potatoes in there. You know, people, if it's their very first Thanksgiving, well, maybe can they borrow 12 beautiful china dishes from their mother? The beautiful candlesticks that were grandma's certainly... That's an easy thing to carry and put on the table. I don't suggest going out and buying everything. No. But at least if you spend 
the couple of weeks before Thanksgiving, deciding what you need. If someone says to you, what can I bring? You could say to them, they have a $15.99 carving set at Bed Bath & Beyond. That you is know? so great because, you know, as I said, would like you need to say to, to people, yeah. bring wine. I always do. I'd yeah. also like to, could you bring me 10 pounds of expensive butter? Because that's what it costs to make this dinner. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's and funny. I'm very specific too, Diane. Yeah. I happen to know that there are several beautiful pies in town. And yes. you know what I mean? And if you can send, and this is usually people that don't cook. Yeah. So if you send them directly to the bakery or the restaurant that makes it, they're happy, you're happy. Exactly. Everybody wins. And you know. you know, we've discussed this many times. You don't have to make everything. I mean, no. I'm slightly a psycho about that. <laughs> I like to make it because every time people bring things to my house and think they're great cooks, it's a slight disappointment if it's a dish that I know how to make and I like it a certain way. But I've gotten looser about that yes, now. Yes, you have. What's the difference? You know, You've so, eaten yeah. the Ralph sandwiches that we've brought you on stale <laughs> bread and been a very gracious guest at our I'm luncheons. I'm a good sport. You're a good sport. I did notice that now the last sandwich just wasn't good because the bread was a little stale and Diane made us lunch today. <laughs> if that tells you anything. She has gotten better about control issues, but control, she made a no, delicious Jenny, lunch she, today. You bring lunch too much. I just didn't. No. I didn't feel like I was being a good host. Uh, oh, I think <laughs> so. If we've talked about the one other thing that I think that no one ever talks about, which is why people don't like to entertain, is planning for the cleanup. Yeah, the cleanup is so fun. You Not, know. So if you've lugged a tablecloth, and then if you've gotten some new, you know, dishes or new glasses, though I will say this, I have gorgeous, gorgeous glasses, and then I'm at Costco last year, and I found a set of 18 for like $20. I know. Tall stems. I thought, you know what? I don't even have to wash these after well, <laughs> if that, I don't that, want That's to. really true. I mean, the, you we have such access to things that aren't, you yes. know, Denise and I both have gorgeous china I have my mother's uh, turkey dishes turkey from 60 years ago from yes. England or 80 years. I mean, it's ridiculous. And i that's our tradition. But, you know, people, you don't have to no, do, do all not. of that stuff. I mean, I, if you've got it, why not use it if, if for Thanksgiving? But let's say, you're, let's say you're having a large group. The cleanup really is an issue. And so you have to prepare for it. Now, I, how I do is I've almost got the turkey sliced when my guests have come in the door. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. already on the platter. Yeah. My my potatoes or anything, whatever side dish is in a beautiful casserole dish that can go right on the table. Yep. I do a buffet. You do a yes. buffet. Yeah. Uh, lots of times. Yeah. So, and it certainly let them go back to the buffet for seconds. Right. I'm a firm believer you got to have an empty dishwasher. Do you know what I mean? You have to have that dishwasher That's really empty. a key thing to mention. When your guests are walking in the door, I will say this. Sometimes, depends on what people are drinking, but I'll put a red wine glass on the table and a water. But if they come in and have a glass of white wine, I let them bring that white wine glass to the dining room table. Or I'll champagne. Say, or right. champagne. Right. Hang on to your glass, I'll say. And that way when they sit down, do you know what I mean? That Wait, Denise, you have to tell them that I can't believe you do this oh. and I didn't know. And I'm so excited this year. <laughs> About how she cleans her china and oh. uh, Waterford crystal. Well, this is what I learned from. Now, are you ready for this? What? Who was that funny, funny man? He was the oh shoot, the big china. The, he wore Lord something. Oh gosh, came from London, and I met him at Macy's, and he showed me good bone china. Of course, right? It's the blue. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. 
Anyway, it doesn't matter. He was so fun. What? Wedgwood. Yes, Wedgwood. And Lord Wedgwood, I believe his name the Lord was. Lord of Wedgwood. Seriously. Shared his tip. But he showed, he made demos of how bone china, because it's made out of bone, um, you know, there's some ground cow bone in there if people don't know that. PETA, don't call us now. <laughs> But the bottom line is it's not as fragile, but what is is the finish on it. So he said to me one afternoon, he said, oh, honey, you can put your china or your crystal in the dishwasher. Just don't use any soap. Well, what about like if you have gold or silver around it? But see, the soap is what ruins the edge, not the hot water. I wonder about if you have sterling silver with that. Now, sterling silver, I think, will spot too much. Do you know what I mean? I mean, when I've had silver or silver plate, it spots, and then I have to get a buffing cloth. Yeah, yeah. But, and... um, Yeah, this is why people use paper plates. That's right. But, you know, (laughs) it's not like we're eating like that every day. No. But I'll tell you, there is a thrill with China or to me, beautiful glasses, and they can be mix and match. If you, you know, yeah. sometimes I have young friends, they can buy 12 white plates at Cost Plus. Right. Or World Market, it's called now. But then if you collect a few antique platters, you can mix and match them in there, and, it, nice. looks, and it looks just as pretty as can yeah. be. I don't think that's why our guests come. I think our guests come because they're thrilled that you're cooking the turkey and they feel. That they have a family and somebody cares about them. Exactly. And that it's maybe they don't have any family left. You know, I've had a lot of orphans through the years come to my... It's the nicest feeling. It's the nicest feeling. And, you know, it just depends on why you're doing it. I bother on Thanksgiving because it was... It's my favorite holiday. No presents. It's not that craziness. Do you know what I mean? Of Christmas. Yes. You literally just can enjoy the turkey. So I have no problem. And that's the day that I love to use china and linen napkins. And I do it upright. However, you said the tip about Bed Bath & Beyond. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, Which I didn't even. Cheap linens. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, where you can get really inexpensive linens. Because the colors that you want are the oranges and the the fall colors and i like to drape them like have a beige or off-white and then put them over and it's really pretty to do that and it's inexpensive inexpensive and this is all different than when you and i were growing up diane because i remember my mother ironing linen tablecloths. Oh my gosh. And the reason she did it herself is because the cleaners in those days wanted 30 or $40 and she'd say, that's just too much money. So now that you can go to Bed Bath & Beyond or Target and some of these stores and shake out the linen and put it on the table, it's fun. They've made things so much more affordable. I think that entertaining can be fun because it doesn't have to be fancy in that way. It can be your style. And really, I think Thanksgiving is, you said such a good, you invite people into your home because you want them to feel love and just sharing together a beautiful meal. Being grateful. And and being grateful. Exactly. Well, now what have we touched on? We've touched on a lot. You should listen to our other podcast about stress-free entertaining. Yes. So we've touched on the importance of the turkey. (laughs) Boosting your gravy, yes. deciding on your menu, and that kind of sides, I think, is what Diane just came back from a pecan conference. Yes, I pecan was in conference. Pecan, I was in Atlanta and Albany, Georgia, last week, where there were chefs from all over the country that came together to learn about the pecan 
or pecan. And I, that's a whole other story because the way in which people describe it, uh, pronounce it, nobody has the definitive answer. But anyway, <laughs> we cooked a lot of different things with pecan, and we made pecan milk, which is taking a cup of pecans, pecans, and uh, two cups of water and pureeing it with a little bit of maple syrup and vanilla, and you can use it in your coffee. You can use it as a, a non-dairy substitute yes exactly Yum. and i used it i did i mashed up a bunch of sweet uh, cooked sweet potatoes and then this was i called it georgia in a dish it was the pecan milk peach preserves because mm. of georgia and then toasted pecans on top and butter in it and you just mixed it all together and then you put the toasted pecans on top it was a serious hit i bet i mean we made so many different things and then we went to a pecan ranch where we learned how I, I we ate them right off of the tree, and then we watched the whole process, and then they did this incredible mm. lunch in a barn, five course lunch with everything with pecans in the south. Lovely. It was fun. On our Facebook page, Cindy is going to put up for us some recipes, some of the recipes we've talked about. Yep. We will put pictures of the covers of our book. Diane has serious simple, a series, but her serious simple holidays is really a keeper. Yep. I wrote a book years ago called Do It for Less Parties, but there is an entire chapter on like cooking your first Thanksgiving. So that can be helpful to people. So we've got lots of resources for you. We hope you have, I will say this, and this was my last that I think is one of the best things I've heard that uh, Diane then you say what you want to Cindy makes a planned leftover Thanksgiving which I think is brilliant she's usually just got she and her parents on Thanksgiving day so she cooks everything and they eat it but then she cooks more than enough so the next day the day after Thanksgiving which is actually for most of us that are cooks, the best day to eat Without because we don't eat when we're cooking because we've got so yeah. much going on. And you're just like, you've seen it, you've, you've done it. You just want to sit and drink a glass of wine Thank you. and enjoy your company. Or maybe a small bottle of vodka. And with that, <laughs> I think, and everybody who cooks knows this, you're, you've done it, you know, and you've smelled it. So if yeah. you plan like i loved cindy's the leftover thanksgiving on the day of friday to me is a genius idea because then you guys the cook can enjoy the food too yeah it's really <laughs> true and i do that and we always have people in and some people call it friends giving that's right yeah where you have another thanksgiving with your friends as opposed to your family whatever you do just remember it's about gratitude and about the people that you love and even when I made that horrendous turkey the first year, we still had a great time. Of course you did. <laughs> and you know what? Diane, if I'd been sitting at your table, I would have thought, oh, all this turkey needs is a little mayonnaise. And you could have just... <laughs> or a case of mayonnaise. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for listening. Please contact us if we can help you. Check our show notes for links and resources. Um, and, of course, that is all brought to you by Miss Cindy because Diane and I... know nothing. We show up, and here we are. <laughs> so thanks so much. Thank you. Happy Bye. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.